0: This is Madeline. And this is Cammie. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number 45. So Cammie, does size really matter? Oh la la. Madeline,
1: what kind of podcast is this? Um, okay. (laughs) So, you know, Madeline, I love to listen to podcasts as well as make our podcast. And one of the ones I listen to all the time is Amy Porterfield. And last, a couple of weeks ago, she had on a guy, Rick Mulready, who I think she's been working with for lots and lots of years. And they had a really great episode called How to Hit One Million with a List Under 20,000 Subscribers. And I was thinking, wow, 20,000 subscribers, that sounds like a lot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is a lot.
1: But for somebody like him, who's
0: a big deal, that's actually pretty low.
1: Yes, yeah, it's pretty small. And in fact, what he said is that before he had a list of about 30,000, and he purposefully made his list smaller. So that got me to thinking a lot, because I hear this objection a lot. I don't know anybody. I don't have a list, and so on. And I have a, I would say a very small list of very connected people here in Houston on the social media breakfast list. Um, that list is only about 2000 people. But whenever I put something out on that list, we get amazing results for any kind of thing that we promote. So I got to think about this a lot because I never really had this real feeling that I needed to have this giant list. But I know a lot of people do feel that way. So I wanted to talk a little bit today about why we have that feeling and how we can get over it and why it actually might be better to have a very small list. What do you think?
0: Oh, absolutely. Now, I'm a big fan of Amy Porterfield as well. And I heard that episode with Rick Mulready. She brings him on uh, very regularly to talk usually about Facebook and Facebook advertising. So this was a little bit of a different episode. But this is a really important topic because everyone is so consumed with having these really big lists. But sometimes big is not always better. I've worked very hard to take my list and bring it down and just take, basically trim the fat, right? I like just get all the excess out. People that don't open, you know, there's these strategies where you take your list and you look to see who's not opening for a period of time and remove them and send them a special notice. Like, Hey, we've noticed you haven't, I've actually received emails like this John Lee Dumas did this to me once where it's like, hey, we noticed you haven't opened your email in you know, three months, six months, whatever the period is. And that's OK. We're removing you. If you would like to join us, click here to sign back up. I think that is such a smart idea because you don't want to have people on your list that don't open it. And I know we're going to talk a little bit more about that, but it is an interesting topic for sure.
1: Yeah. And I know that, you know, list envy is real. Um, You know, that feeling that you really want to be somebody that has a list that rivals other people. And often, whenever you're doing co-op type of opportunities or partner opportunities or JV type of opportunities, which we've talked about in past episodes, in fact, we'll throw in that episode where we talked about JV partnerships and all the different ways that you can collaborate with other people. But the bottom line is that they often ask you, well, how big is your list? It's one of the things that they may ask you. But sometimes I wonder, are those lists really very targeted? I mean, how effective is your list may a better question, although most people are afraid to even talk about that at all. In fact, Rick Mulready during Amy Porterfield's session really was, he wasn't so sure he wanted to even do this for a long time. She asked him to come on and talk about this a long time ago. And he was thinking, yeah, no. And I think it's often the case that people feel very uncomfortable to open the kimono, if you will, and be honest that, you know, even if you have a giant list, it may not be all that effective. So you were talking about paring down your list. We have like some ideas on how to do that. But first, I want to talk a little bit about why we want people to unsubscribe. So one of the things that I think is really interesting is you probably really want people to unsubscribe from your list. And that sounds really counterintuitive, doesn't it?
0: It really does. But yeah, I mean, you don't want people that don't want your information that, you know, sometimes people sign up because they want the free ebook or whatever your freebie is, but then they don't ever open your emails after that, right? That's a very common scenario.
1: No, it is. And so the other part about it is that The tighter your list, the more likely it will be deliverable and have better open rates. And open rates are really the biggest, the big thing that you want to get. You want to bring your open rates up. You know, to get a 30% open rate is considered really good in our industry. And there are people that I know that are getting 50 and 60 and 80. Some of my lists are getting those kinds of open rates. And the smaller your list and the more connected you are with those people, the higher those open rates are going to be. It's not unheard of for me to have those kinds of rates with certain of my lists.
0: Yeah. And what I've noticed in my 22 years of doing online marketing is that your older lists are the ones that have less opened, right? So like I had a list that was more than 10 years old, and I noticed that the open rates got smaller and smaller, and that does hurt you. So what I had to do was go through and look to see who's opening it, who's not, and pare it down. And The good news about paring down your list is that it saves you money because we are paying for, you know, MailChimp, ConvertKit, Infusionsoft, whichever of these platforms you're using, you're paying based on the number of emails you're putting into the system. And so you can save money when you are tightening up this list. And so that is one of the big benefits. You know, of course, you'll talk about the numbers and the conversions. And that I think is huge. But we do want to talk about you will save money. And that's important.
1: Yeah, it is. And not just money, but also you're going to have better deliverability. And I want to just kind of hang on that just a little bit more because your email provider will look at the deliverability of your email and it will decide whether you are going to have better deliverability or not. So Gmail is really well known for this. They see where your email is coming from and they kind of score you. You don't even know that they're doing this, but they're kind of scoring your email And one of the things I'm really worried about, honestly, and I didn't put this in our show notes, but this is one of the things I'm super worried about is that we always talk about get people on your list because you own your list and you have a lot more control over that, which is absolutely true. But if we continue to just spam out people that aren't really caring about what we do anymore, we are going to have less deliverability over time. And I think that you'll see that not all email will be delivered and we're already starting to see that. So you know, just know that, you know, people will ghost your emails. They'll, they'll be gone somewhere and they'll say, I never saw it. You know, my ISP didn't take it or, you know, some sort of internal system in in a business may just put them into some parking zone that you'll never see. Not even spam. I mean, it's like it's gone. I've seen that a couple of times with different emails that I've tried to get delivered. So that's going to be one of the things we really want to watch is that, yeah, this is all stuff that we own and that we have some, but it may work less and less over time. So. Sure. Anyway. But so how, how small is too small? Yeah. yeah. How small
0: is too small? Because yeah, But the thing is, I do want to s- stress before we dive down into this path here is if you don't have an email list, I know there's some of you out there that haven't even started. Start today. Start yesterday. Don't wait till tomorrow. It is so important to have a list. We all start at zero. We all start at zero. So start that list. Start building it. As a marketer, I always stress the importance to every business I work with. Always have in the back of your mind, grow that email list, grow that email list. Because it is true that this is something you do own. You cannot get this taken away from you. It's doubtful Facebook will go away tomorrow or Twitter will go away tomorrow. But let me tell you what, back in the heyday of MySpace, did we think it was going to go away? No. And we built up large presence on there and we have nothing to show for it. I mean, Cammy. Since I was in the music at that time, I built a very large presence for me and my business. I help bands build large presence on there and we have nothing to show for it. So that is one big lesson we learned back then is have an email list and grow your email list. You don't have to grow it at lightning speed. I know a lot of marketers are like real big, like you will grow your list to a hundred or to a thousand in one day. It's like, don't don't listen to that. Just be consistent about it. But let's talk about how small is too small.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So what is not going to work? So I'm going to say, you know, if your average open rate is about 30%, which industry it is, and you can actually go out and I'll I'll do it for you. I'll, I'll Google that for you. But there's a really great resource that shows you in different industries, what open rates look like. So I'll make sure that's in the show notes. But a good conversion rate is considered to be about two to 3%. So you have to think about how many people you need to have come into your funnel, opt in, open up your email to convert 2 to 3% if you're trying to sell something or get people to do something because it's just an even actions or conversions, right? So it doesn't have to be money. So you want to think about that. So you want to obsess about your open rate and your conversion rate, not the size of your list. You want to obsess about that. So you know the larger your list gets, the lower your conversion rate and open rate are going to be. It's just a given. That's going to happen. So you want to very much work on the quality of the content you're putting out, the way that you're segmenting your list. Um, I'm kind of really excited about this right now because list segmentation is the way to go because if you deliver things that are of value to people, specifically to those people, that's going to work a lot better than like just a massive spray and pray is what I call it, you know, where you just spray out like the same message to everyone and like, I can't really segment this. I don't know what you care about. So that's really important. So that's one of the reasons I love ConvertKit because it makes it really easy to do that. Um, And there's some really other cool ways that you can do that as well, including things like surveys and those cool quizzes and things like that that are out there, which, by the way, I just bought another tool. I know. I'm crazy. (laughs) But it does cool quizzes. Yeah, it does. And so uh, we're going to work on... Actually, maybe I'll put one together for this episode. Who knows? It gives me a reason to do something really fun. Anyway, so yeah, putting together that kind of content and making sure that you're obsessing about your open rate and your conversion rate and not the size of your list is something that I think is so important. So, that being said, how do we attract the right people to our list?
0: Well, we've talked about this before on the podcast and you know, lead magnets. We we want to build really good lead magnets, freemiums, things that are going to attract the ideal audience, the ideal community you need to know your community. You need to know what it is that they want. Don't be afraid to ask what they want. You know, do a poll on Facebook, do a poll on Twitter, ask them what would they like and build freemiums, build lean magnets around that. You know, knowing who you want to attract and who would be most likely to buy your product or service and be part of your social movement. I mean, this is so important. So you really want to maybe take a step back and look at this, maybe jot all this down, and work up a good plan for this, because it's really important to attract the right people to your list.
1: Yeah, it totally is. And it's not everyone. I mean, that's the biggest problem I think that we have is we just like, we think that our product or whatever is really going to be great for everyone. And it may have a broad appeal. Some have more broad appeal than others. But even if it has a broad appeal, you're going to do better if you're more focused on a specific audience, because then you can speak to an individual whenever you're writing your copy and you're putting your things together, you could speak to an individual. And other people may see themselves in that, even if they're not that individual. You know, I think that's doable. But if you really focus in on on those kinds of things, you're going to do much better in building your content. So again, content is really important, just as usual. You want to attract those right people, and you want to repel the wrong ones. You do, and so it keeps your list smaller, sure. But guess what? It means that your list has a better open rate, it has a better opt-in rate, and then you end up with a much better income. So I'd rather have 10% of 100 than like 1% of you know a thousand right. or whatever it is, right? Sure. So. Or whatever that would be. I may not have done that math right, but I'm saying I'd rather have a bigger percentage.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, it's important. So engagement with your list. Let's talk about engagement for a moment. mm -hmm. When people trust you and look forward to your emails, and you know, we mean by you having lots of value with your emails, you're going to do better. You're going to do better with your open rates. You're going to have better conversion rates. So make sure you focus on value. That's extremely important when doing this. Smaller lists make it easy to connect with your audience. I mean, that is so true, but you don't have to turn people away. You know, let's talk about Tim Ferriss for a moment because he has this really cool, it's almost like a little disclaimer at the bottom of his emails because he has a large list, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't imagine how big his email list is and actually has to turn people away. And that's not something we want to do, but you want to talk about like what he does? Yeah, I mean, in his I love to,
1: uh, let me just start by saying I love Tim Ferriss because I went, I did his, his uh, diet plan for my body and I lost 40 pounds. So I totally followed what he said in his book and I, to the letter and I lost a lot of weight. That's awesome. And that was a huge thing for me. I never really cared for the four hour work week idea really that much, but I did love that he's just so creative and inventive. But over time, He's built this huge audience, which is a good problem to have. There's no doubt that there's a good problem. But in the bottom of his emails, he has this really interesting little disclaimer that I read the other day, and it said, due to volume. Please do not reply to this email. Sadly, we are unable to read 1000 plus messages per day. To unsubscribe, just click here. To reply to Tim, please do so in the blog comments here. So they do send you a place where you can talk, but they say do not re- you know, reply to us because we can't answer your emails. And I thought, you know, that is really the, the disease of a very big list is that you can't possibly humanly do that unless you have a team of people that will handle the emails and that, that costs money. And a lot of the stuff that he puts out, which is awesome on his part, he's not charging anybody for it. He's just giving out free information. So he's not getting paid for this. So he doesn't have the money to hire a big team to deal with this particular audience. So one of the things that if you really want to make sure it's affordable for you, you need to make sure the people that you're catering to are actually your paying customers. Like I don't know, that's that's what I thought. And I I'm not, you know, dissing on Tim Ferris here cuz I totally agree with what he's doing here. He has to do this. But I personally want to be able to connect with my email list. I want to be able to talk to people. I want to be able to connect with them cuz I'm a community builder. It's just sort of the part that I like the most.
0: Well, I imagine there is a number you can reach where it's just beyond your control. And Someone like Tim Ferriss, who was very inventive, as you were saying mm-hmm. before, yeah. he probably did come up with ways to deal with it. He probably had something where, you know, where it sends people down a rabbit hole of like, you know, if they email this, you know, it sends them to an FAQ page where they can get more information or who I'm sure he had something in place, but it probably got to the point where it just wasn't working anymore. He also, because I get his email, I've been getting, I've been on his list for quite a while. And he also stresses to reach out to him on Twitter. And I think that's super cool. So between directing people to blog comments, which I think is brilliant, and then reaching out to him on Twitter, you can connect with him, just not through email. And, you know, hey, that's a good problem to have where you have that many emails, but what are your conversions at that level? I mean, he is a very big deal. So I imagine he gets great conversions through the email.
1: Yeah, I would assume so. And I would say, hey, if you become a big deal like him, Absolutely put this on the bottom of your email. But until then, make sure you're building those connections with people, right? That that should be the first priority. And yes, Twitter is awesome with Tim. In fact, I tweeted him about my weight loss and he responded to me. So it happens. But I would just say in general, you want to make sure that you keep your list tight and small and only have the people on it that really you want to be your customer or who want to be your customer, I guess is the right, right word. So I do think that segmentation becomes hugely important. And maybe we'll do an episode down the line about funnel building and segmentation and that kind of stuff. I think that might be a good one down the line to talk about because that kind of goes hand in hand with what we're talking about here is making those lists. You could have a hundred lists, but they'd all be very focused, right? So, and then if you add them all up, hey, that's a lot of people. So- You know,
0: it's actually a great idea to have these separate lists and have them very focused. Like for instance, when I do a webinar and I look at that list, it has great open rates. It has great conversions. And that's a nice list to have. And you can nurture that list. And then next time you have a webinar or some kind of an event, same thing. And you can be building these smaller lists up. And of course, we want to combine them as well. But I think just really working on them in segments can be very beneficial. So something to think about for
1: sure. Absolutely. So. What's our call to action then?
0: Yeah, so we want you to take our quiz to see how big of a list you need for your goal. So Cammie has been kind enough to put this together. Cammie, tell us about this.
1: Sure. Um, So again, I got this new tool that I told you about. It's called Tree. It's spelled Q-U-I-Z-I-T-R-I. And of course, I need to play with it. So I'm going to put together a quiz for you of some sort that helps you to kind of figure out what you need to do for your goal building for your list. So I'm going to put that in the show notes and we're going to share it around social media and everywhere. So go ahead and take the quiz. And hopefully you will get a little bit of insight out of it.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you everybody for listening to another great episode. We'll be back next week with a new one. Bye. Hey, this is Madeline. And I want to let you know you can connect with us on our website, at communities that convert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode. And we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar. That's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. And also to Cami. Her Twitter handle is at CamiChat, and that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you.
1: Listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cami through their website at CommunitiesThatConvert.com.